this is the station that does listen to you. J. Rude Radio, Paris B, a.k.a. The Rebbe. If you're in Lakewood, hey, tell your friends about us that you can listen not just by being on the air here, but you can call us, 712-432-4217, 712-432-4217. One more time for the West Coast, 712-432-4217. And you can hear us just by calling in on a phone line. Now, if you would like to reach me on our studio line, that's 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And uh, I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about anything. So I want to get into some of the things that we, uh, we're looking forward to doing as we move closer to Hanukkah. Now, first of all, I have to mention... <clears throat> All of us know that um, we we had a tremendous loss, but a tremendous loss this past week, both with Rabbi Dershowitz, Sekhet Tzadik Lebracha, and the Rebetzin, Rebetzin Solomon, Sekhet Tzadik Lebracha, a huge loss to Klal Yisrael. If you knew either one of them or ever had a chance to speak to them and would like to comment on what you gained from 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 them, you can give us a call at 718-683-5858. And we can talk about we can talk about that now. One other thing before I get into what I really want to talk about, this is another issue which we can talk about a little bit later. But I just want to toss it out to you, which is something which I just became aware of, even though it's a major major problem. But I didn't realize the extent of it, and it's something which I want to get your feedback on. If not now, that that at another point, and that point will be contingent upon to what degree you want to talk about it. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the following. It has come to my attention, sadly enough, that there are people, and the people that I'm talking about primarily are women, women that will use surreptitious means, instead of going to a basin when they've decided that they no longer wish to be in a marriage, will do things like restraining orders, or do things like court orders that make it very difficult on the husband. And I'm not talking about a guy that is known to be really an abusive and bad person in terms of being a, an abusive spouse. I'm talking about somebody that's just a normal, regular, everyday guy that for some reason the spouse decides, not for her, and decides to run him through the mill. I understand that this has become a very, very serious problem. I want to open it up to you at some point. Uh, we had a caller like a few weeks ago where a woman was talking about the type of situation she went through, but she would never think about doing the horrible things that I've been hearing about going on. Now, we're not going to mention any names. It's going to be no lush and horror. But at some point, I think this is an issue that we have to address so that people who are doing this, going around Basin and making the lives very, very difficult for the spouse and for the children, be, and it doesn't have to be done that way, I think we need to open that up in order to see what we can do about it and to make sure that people don't use the, these cruel tactics to hurt people that really, really need to be treated in a more covenantal way. Okay, here's what I want to get to. We know that every day we want to grow, right? Every one of us wants to grow. You don't want to stay the same. If you stay the same, then what did you accomplish that day? 
We want to climb a ladder of Rukhnias every day by growing from life's challenges. The way you grow, the way you steig is through challenges. Just like in any activity, uh, let's use sports, for example. You want to get better at tennis, you got to play with somebody that's better than you. You got to ratchet it up a notch. You want to be a good walker for exercise, so you walk five minutes today, walk 10 minutes tomorrow until you want to get up to you're really working up a sweat and exercising and using those muscles. So you got ruchnius muscles also. Where do we see it in this week's Parsha? If I were to ask you, where do you see in this week's Parsha in Vayetze that you you would grow from life's challenges and that you got to steig and climb higher? So v'yachalom v'hine solom. We see that Yaakov had a dream. And in his dream... There was a ladder standing on the ground, and its top reached to the heavens. Okay, now I want you to hold on to your seatbelt. I want you to listen carefully, and then I want you to call me and tell me what you think about this, if it's something that is germane and relevant to you. The Chofetz Chaim cited that the idea expressed by many commentators that the ladder that Yaakov saw in his dream really symbolizes the situation of every person in this world. That means you and me and everybody else. How is that? Well, there are two actions a person can perform on a ladder. And I'm not talking about if you're an acrobat and you're balancing the ladder on your nose. I mean, you look at a ladder, either going up from the bottom to the top, or else they're going down from the top to the bottom. People aren't usually moving sideways, right? Each day in a person's life, you and I, no matter what age you are, no matter what age, whether you're 10, 12, 15, 20, 90, or 120, you have a challenge in your life. <clears throat> now, if you have the willpower and the self-discipline to overcome those challenges, and you have the proper training, the proper you know, patience and the insight and foresight, then you're going to go up in your spiritual level. But if, however, you do not use the necessary self-control then automatically you're going to be lowering yourself, taking yourself down a peg. And that's our daily job, to climb higher every day, brought down in the Torah's bias. You can't stand in one place. Ask anybody in business, where are you today? If you're in the same place you were yesterday, you didn't grow, and that's not a healthy business position. It's not healthy in life also. If you have a challenge, you either got to behave in an elevated manner and grow, and grow from that experience, or else you're going to fall and fail. Now, falling and failing is not a problem in and of itself, as long as you're willing to get back up and start climbing the ladder again. So we have to learn to appreciate the daily challenges that face you. Every difficulty is a means of elevating yourself. I bet you didn't think of it that way, right? I'm going through a challenge right now. You're going through something with a spouse, with a sibling, a brother or sister, a teacher, a business associate, a friend. Something's going on that you're having a problem with and you don't really know what to do with it. But if you look at it from a point of view, I can make myself better, I can grow, I can steig, I can learn from this and become a better person for it, then you've utilized that opportunity. Every time you overcome a negative impulse, you grow as a person. You didn't get angry because your wife said something to you that you didn't like. You, um, you didn't say something nasty that you know you shouldn't have said to your parents. You know that you were more patient with the person in the office who did something that was a total bungle of what should have been done. Instead of calling the person incompetent, you just were patient and said, what can I do to help you? 
Every time you overcome a negative impulse, you grow as a person, and you're climbing that ladder. You're going to feel progress with each step. And that's the way it is with your daily victories over your negative impulses. So I want you to feel your progress, and then you're going to have motivation to continue climbing and climbing and climbing. And here's a very good piece of advice. When you see a ladder, what does it make you think about? It makes you think about, oh, that guy's painting the next level of the house? Or, um, gee, that's a rather tall ladder. Maybe you should look at it like this. Let it serve as a reminder of Yaakov Avinu's ladder. When you pass by a ladder, ask yourself, am I right now presently climbing in my spiritual level or am I going down? And if you ever answer, hmm, no, I'm heading down, don't despair, don't give up, don't quit. Rather, strengthen yourself and just start from right where you are. It's one of the things that coaches use, by the way, as a technique, which is, where are you on the bus? Get on the bus where, the, where your client is right now. Get on the bus where you are right now. Don't worry where you were yesterday or the day before or six months before or how you were bogged down in a situation or relationship that was hurtful and pulling you down. Where are you on the bus right now? Let's get on and get to where, our, where we want to go, to our destination. So if you ever answer that you were headed downward, so don't despair. Just start where you are every now, every moment, every now is a new beginning. It's a new now. What happened five minutes ago? Don't worry about it. Make yourself better right now. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter used to say that a person is kind of like a bird. We all know that a bird, most of them, have the ability to fly very high. But if, if you've ever seen a bird that wasn't moving its wings, it wasn't flying very high. The way it gets higher is by flapping its wings continually. And if a bird stops flapping its wings, it's going to fall. That is the way Hashem designed it. And the bird instinctively, intuitively knows that. And every single human being, Lahabdul, is really very similar. So the next time you see a bird flying, and keep your eyes open, you will see them. When you see a bird flying, let it remind you to make the necessary movements to raise yourself spiritually. I'm going to flap my wings, my spiritual Ruchnia's wings. I'm going to do what I have to, to raise myself spiritually, whether it means learning five minutes more a day, whether it means working on patience, whether it means just looking deeper into, my, into myself, or whatever it means, whatever it takes. You're going to make yourself better by looking at what Rabbi Sarah Salanta says is looking at looking at the birds. Now, that's not for the birds. That's just thinking about how we fly higher. An eagle flaps its wings and can fly to the highest heights. Now, I got a great muscle for you about that also, and then I want to hear from you, which is there was a fellow that it was an eagle. Not a fellow that was an eagle. There was an eagle. And this eagle just got tired one day being an eagle. Hey, you know, so I can fly, so I can see far I want to see what it's like downstairs. So he sees a bunch of chickens. So he sees a bunch of chickens. And he says, wow, I'd like to be like that chicken. So he goes down, and the chickens, of course, are really very happy to see that uh, the eagle, the king of all the birds, is with them. And he said, ooh, Adonia Melech, you be with us. We're just a bunch of chickens. You come down with us? Well, I just wanted to see what you're doing. All right. Well, we're very happy that you're with us. Well, yeah, we can't give you much to eat. 
But uh, we're happy, and he gets down and gritty with them, and he's eating their food. And before you know it, he's walking and talking like a chicken. One day, a fox grabs one of the chickens and eats it. Now, we know chickens can't really fly. They can flap their wings a little bit and just fly up to the top of the chicken coop, which is what they did. And right away, the eagle goes right up to the top of the chicken coop. And he's sittering and shaking with him. And one of the chickens says to him, I mean, you be a eagle and we just be a chicken. You could fly away from here. We're stuck. What are you doing down here with us? And the eagle finally said, you know, you're right. What am I doing down here? And he flapped his wings. One fell swoop. And he was homeward bound, wondering why he ever decided to lower himself like that. And we're all like that a little bit. And sometimes kids that don't have enough self-esteem or adults or seniors that don't have enough self-esteem, they'll associate themselves with people that are really not on a very elevated plane. As I heard a youngster talk to me about recently, they just wanted to be like everybody else instead of realizing that he was an eagle and he could fly as high as he wanted to. And you don't need drugs to fly. What you need is just the infusion of Torah and Mrs. that will make you think about how great you are as a person. So if you've got a challenge that you're going through now and you think, I'm stuck right here, and you want to get past that challenge, so let's explore it a little bit. Okay, you've got something that's on your mind, a relationship problem, a uh, business problem, a family problem, something that's bothering you right now that you feel is holding you back. For example, what are your goals? What are your deepest felt goals that you want to accomplish that you feel you're not accomplishing right now? And then what are they? And maybe we can talk a little bit about how to bring out that best in you so that you can reach those goals. So if you're interested in talking about it, again, despite the fact that um, I take the title of Reb and I have now been officially officially warranted, war, yeah, warranted, right, comes with the guarantee, as a certified coach practitioner, which basically just formalizes that, which I've been doing all all these years through my training and experience. But now it just takes it, you know, ratchets it up a little bit within the coaching federation and the coaching community being bonafide. Though, you know, I have some qualms about that as well, which I can talk to you about another time. But it does mean those people who supposedly have the experience and education and erudition to certify people that um, are now invested with that training and um, hopefully experience and knowledge. So I, I, I give that forth to you as a certified practitioner of the art of coaching. But once again, I want to qualify that. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I am licensed by the state of awareness to live life to its fullest. I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about Anything. So what's on your mind? 718-683-5858. Our producer is on board to take your phone calls. You'll make him feel good by watching the phones light up. But, you know, that's up to you. 718-683-5858. Parrots B, a.k.a. the Reb, the Reb with a cause, and the cause is you. We've got to keep checking ourselves to, to realize we've got to find ways to improve. You ever see on those boxes from Lowe's, Never stop improving. That's that's the motto all of us should have. Never stop improving. And Yaakov woke up from his sleep and he said, Akadosh Baruch the Almighty is in this place and I didn't know it. Now Rashi explains that Yaakov said, if I were to have realized the sanctity of this place, I would not have slept here. 
Yaakov was fleeing for his life from Esau. He was penniless, didn't have anything to his name, and prayed to a Kaddish Baruch Hu for just the basic necessities of food to eat and clothing to wear. A Kaddish Baruch Hu came to him in a dream and gave him a guarantee that he would watch over him and all would be well. Now, when Yaakov Avinu awoke, his initial reaction could easily have been, well, he's very happy, extremely grateful, and gratitude for this promise. But what was Yaakov's initial thought? He ensured himself, he said, rather, he censured himself for sleeping at a sacred site. He was, you know, not very happy about that. That's brought down Rabbi Yosef Hurwitz of Nevardic, cited in the Ma'anei Shel Torah. A person whose main focus, though, is growth and self-improvement and a striving for perfection is always going to check his or her behavior to see what needs to be done, what more can I do, mid-course correction, what can I do to fix things up. Keep asking yourself, mm, did I make any mistakes? If there if, if were, what can I do to fix them up? And when you do find a mistake, feel positive for the opportunity to correct the mistake for the future. Now here's a word of caution. While self-criticism is a prerequisite for character improvement, a person has to be careful to have a healthy balance. Excessive self-condemnation will be extremely detrimental to your well-being. You've got to master the attitude of joy, bibasimcha, for doing good, and then self-criticism will add to that joy. Now, every fault that's found and worked on, that's going to give you a lot of sipuk, a lot of pleasure, knowing that you're improving. Like, did you ever work out where you uh, you ran, you jogged, you swam, you lifted weights, and you, you schwitzed a bit during it, but you felt better. You really feel better. You, you, or you played a game of basketball or ping pong, and you knocked yourself out a little bit. You felt like you grew a little bit in the sport and the exercise. So Rabbi Salanter, who I'm sure did not play ping pong, related in his eulogy of Rabbi Isra Zalman Meltzer that when Rabbi Meltzer Zasal was a student in Voloshan Yeshiva, Someone told him that his Rebbe, Rav Chaim Salavechik of Brisk, had respect for him. Rabbi Zalman's response was, If so, it's a sign that he notices that I have great potential. But unfortunately, I'm not utilizing my potential. I have not yet reached the level that would be appropriate for me to reach if I would be doing all I can, giving it all that he got. Someone else in his place, Rav Yosef Salant added, might have become conceited if he were told that Rabbi Chaim Brisker had praised him. But Rabbi Zalman utilized this as an opportunity for self-criticism. All right. Um, do we have any music on board today? We do. So you know what? I'm going to give you a chance to think about what we just talked about. I want you to call me. You can call me in the middle of our musical break, 718-683-5858, and just uh, respond to what we're talking about or anything else on your mind. Parents B, a.k.a. The Reb, 718-683-5858. Take it away. We'll be back with more after this. Mahalochi. Mamo <laughs> Kedusha 
Producer Shmuel Dunn for being on board with us today. A, um, a young Talmud at the Chaim Berlin Yeshiva. I'm not going to put him on the spot, but I just want to tell you that if you want to know the future of Klal Yisrael, then you got to look at the the young, up and coming Talmidei Chachamim. That um, well, people that, that are helping us here at Jeru. But you want to go and find out who the future Klal Yisrael is. Walk into any Yeshiva like Chaim Berlin, and you'll see the top-notch students. The boys who have their heads on straight, not just their black hats, but they got their heads on straight also. Now, speaking of having your hat on straight and your shadal on straight, two things I want to talk to you about right now, okay? And this I would like your uh, comment on. And it has to do with being very careful not to cause friction between a married couple. I mean, I've seen situations where, you know, there's no no claims against in-laws, but a good in-law will know when to keep out and when to um, to try and be helpful. As Rabbi Miller said, he used to say, um, keep your pocketbook open and your mouth shut. If more in-laws would take that advice, I think uh, there would be a lot more um, happier marriages. But two things I want to bring to your attention. Being careful not to cause friction between a married couple and to do whatever we can to make Shalom bias to have a peaceful relationship. Okay, I want you to listen up wherever you are. And you see it in this week's Parsha, where it says, A Kaddish Baruch Hu saw that Leah was hated, and he opened her Arechem, and Rachel was barren. From here, said Rabbi Yeruchim Lubavitz, we see how careful we have to be not to cause anybody emotional pain. Rachel, her being loved by Yaakov, caused him to have negative feelings towards Leah. This is not referring to literal hatred, but in comparison with the love and respect he felt towards Rachel, it was considered negative feelings. Now, although Rachel did not 
do anything directly to cause Leah pain, she was still the cause, and for this, she suffered. Brought down in Das Torah. So be careful not to make any derogatory comments to a husband about his wife or to a wife about her husband. A negative remark about someone's spouse might seem to you be of little consequence, but it can easily lead to small amounts of resentment and animosity and even tinges of hatred, chas v'shoam. Now, even if you're mentioning the negative for constructive purposes, I'm just doing it to help you, be very careful how you word what you say. You might have good intentions, but you could cause a lot of harm and suffering, lo'olenu. And conversely, we can hear from here, we can learn from here, how great is the scar, the reward, for people who praise a wife or husband to a husband or to his wife. Be increasing increasingly careful about that. By increasing the love of one for the other, you're really helping the entire family. Do you know that? And I've just seen that recently where um, there's a therapist that I know and what they do very artfully in a way which is really very, very, very admirable attempts to increase the love that one of the spouses should have for another calling to mind that, after all, they are married, and whatever else they're going to do, whether they decide to stay in or out, be respectful to each other. And you'll see you'll engender love. And by increasing that love between the husband and the spouse, you know, your wife's really a very fine person. Your husband really is a wonderful person, such a nice person, and always thinking about you. Word of caution. Be certain that the praise will be taken by the spouse in a positive way. For example, praising a husband or wife uh, in a way that would arouse resentment, that, you, that, that obviously you don't want to do. Praising a husband's or wife's generosity or kind-heartedness may arouse resentment in a spouse who could view matters as a personal loss to herself. All right, well, you know what I mean about that, right? So you got to be careful about that. But do whatever you can to make Shalom bias. It says that Leah conceived again, and she gave birth to a son. And she said, this time my husband will accompany me, for I have given birth to three sons. Therefore he called his name Levi. Now, Rabbi Pliskin says that he heard from Rabbi Chaim Shmuel Levitz, the late Rosh Hashiva of the Mir, that from here we see the importance of making peace between husband and wife. With the birth of Levi, Yaakov now accompanied Leah, there was a close relationship between them. The tribe of Levi was chosen to be the tribe whose members would serve in the Beis HaMikdash. The making of peace between husband and wife sanctified all the descendants of Levi. Whenever the opportunity arises, so do what you can to help married couples overcome difficulties between them. And you don't have to be a therapist or a social worker or a coach to do that. Just be a good friend and a thinking person. A husband and wife once came to the Magid of Kuznets and said that they had a serious quarrel that was threatening their marriage. Upon questioning them for the source of their difficulties, the Magid found the following disagreement to be the central factor. Listen to this. The husband complained that Friday nights, when he came home after davening, he was famished and wanted to eat kugel at the start of the meal. Major, major challenge. But his wife insisted on serving everything else first. We'll serve the kugel later. He was no longer hungry and seemed to have no taste. He didn't want to, you know, have the kugel after that. Well, I can understand that. So uh, the kugel just didn't have any taste to him. Poor guy. 
Well, the wife, however, was adamant. Uh, there was a family custom in my father's house that kugel was served at the end of the Suda. It's a custom, and we know minag becomes law, right? She knew that. And I refuse to deviate from our minhagim regardless of the consequences. All right. Now, thinking of a strategy to satisfy both their wishes, the Kujnitzer Magid told the wife, Listen, from now on, how about taking two kugels each Shabbos? Serve one at the beginning of the meal to satisfy your husband, and then serve one at the end of the meal to comply with your minhag. What do you think happened? That's exactly what she did, and they lived happily ever after. Happily ever after the kugel. This pattern is important, remember, because when you're trying to settle quarrels, Many people have a tendency to decide who is right and who is wrong. I'm right and you're wrong. It's like the guy I know, he married Miss Wright. Probably didn't know was, her first name was always. Think about that. It's preferable to find ways to satisfy the positions of both parties of a dispute, and by this means bring about a peaceful settlement. Ask yourself, what is important to this person, and what's important to that person? In what creative ways can both positions be compatible? It's what Rabbi used to say, keeping the wolf satisfied while keeping the sheep whole. Ramosha Feinstein was a model of devotion to his family, as we all know. To a young man who complained that his wife was annoyed, if he did not call her during the day, he responded with amazement. But of course you should call her during the day. I always call my Rebetzin. Did you hear that? He would always call his Rebetzin. When Rabbi Nachman Perkovitz, the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir, had money to give his students, he frequently did so personally and not through a messenger. Once he came to the home of one of the married students of his yeshiva to hand over some money to him. The student was very surprised to see Rabbi Perkovitz and said, the Rosh Hashiva could have found me in the yeshiva, could have sent the money with the messenger. Why did the Rebbe personally take the trouble to come to my house? Well, why does it bother you? What does it bother you? asked Rabbi Nachman with a smile if your wife will know how important you are. Meaning, he wanted the wife to see that he cared so much about both of them that, in his eyes, the Talmud was very important, and that would raise his esteem in the eyes of his wife. All right, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today. What's going on with you? Let's hear from you today, eight uh, 718 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. I mentioned to you we've completed our audio CD of All for the Boss. I was just listening to it, and I hadn't you know, heard it since they had done the, um, the sound effects and the music. And I have to tell you, um, aside from whatever the benefits I bring to it in the narration, the content is so powerful, the story is so moving, I found myself moved to tears while listening to it. So I'd like to get you a copy of it, but why don't you call in today and you can leave us your name and number if you're one of the first five callers. Believe that or I want to get you a copy when we do the master of it. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. All right, we'll be back. Yes.
eternal king. For returning to me, my soul faithfully, with compassion and grace, from your holiest place. Good day, Parents Be the Rev. What can I do for you? Very nice program. Thank you so much. We only um, thank you for listening. What's on your mind? I could get the book. Um, it's a, not the book, it's an audio CD. Yeah, even better. Thank you. Okay, so what to do, can uh, you take the call off the air? Can you listen to them off the air? Or if not, I'll tell you, here's what you do. Here's what you want to do. Send me an email. It's E-I-C-H-L-E-R media at gmail.com. E-I-C-H-L-E-R. Okay. Media at gmail.com. Gmail okay. okay, just with a, a name and a contact and say that, you know, you called into the show. Just very brief and bleed that as soon as it's mastered, I'm going to send you out a copy, okay? Is it going to be soon or you said that it's... You know, that's a leading question. When it comes to me, it's going to, I'm trying to, do, I try to answer the phone before it rings. So yes, it's going to be, it's going to be soon. Bleed that Very good. Thank you so much. Eichler's Media, Eichler Media at gmail.com. Right. Thank okay, you. Very good. Thank okay, you so much. thanks for listening. I appreciate Bye-bye. it. Thank you for a good program. Thank We're you. We're delighted. Thank you. Hi, Perez B, the Reb. What can I do for you? Thanks for joining the Revolution. Hello. Hi. Oh, hi. Oh, I just want to tell you that I occasionally catch you saying the news. You do the news, or you did used to do the news? Yeah, we're thinking about doing it again. Why, you want news yes, again? I always keep on trying to, to catch it. I don't know what time it was. I see you don't do it anymore. I really, truly enjoyed that news was perfect. You didn't have, um, you know, horror stories that ruined my day, and your presentation was really wonderful. You know, that's and, very kind of you. And you know what? I Blee Netter, I'm going to speak to them about it, maybe we'll resume it. Again, but here's what I want you to do. Drop me a note at E-I-C-H-L-E-R media yes. at gmail.com. Just say you're interested in hearing the news and okay. just a note on it. That would be helpful. If you do that, that'll just act as an impetus to get it going again. All right? Okay, Thanks great. Thanks for the call. I hope we need to do that. Thank you. Okay, be well. you're welcome. All right, B, the Reb, how are you? I'm good, Baruch Hashem. I'm enjoying the show. I'm calling about the CD. Yeah, okay, so what you want to do is just drop me a note at E-I-C-H-L-E-R media, E-I-C-H-L-E-R media at gmail.com to say that you tuned in, and um, I will, as soon as it's done, which will be soon, I'm going to get you a two-CD set of All for the Boss for Kids uh, on the house, and let me know what you think about it when you hear it as well, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, how are you, Peridsby? We're on the air with you. Hi. Hello? Yes, we're here. Yes, I'd like to get the CD. Great. Uh, we'd like to take that care of, care of it for you. Is there anything about the show in particular that you want to respond to? or just? Yeah, well, yes. I like the way he was talking about marriage and the letters and all that before. So I really enjoyed the show. I hope it helps you. And perhaps yes, it can does. help a friend as it well. Does. Drop me a note at E-I-C-H-L-E-R media, E-I-C-H-L-E-R media at gmail.com. Just say you're a listener and you'd like to get the CD of All for the Boss for Kids. 
And Bleed Netter, I'm going to send it out to you. The whole value, it's like about a $20 value with the DVD, but I'm going to send it out to you free of charge because okay. you're a J-Root caller, okay? Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I really, I really appreciate the, when you were talking about the divorce. I'm divorced myself, and I just wanted to say that when we got divorced, uh, I got custody of the kids, and we never fought over it, so they never got, uh, you know... My husband had custody, but we never really fought over the kids. That's a big bracha, yeah. and I'm sure your kids and you are all going to benefit from it. Thanks for that call. Oh, yeah, they're it. already in their 20s, so it's okay. <laughs> all right. Keep smiling. Thanks. Keep going. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. This is Parrots B, a.k.a. The Reb. The Reb with the cause, and the cause is you. Um do we hello? have anybody else on deck? Yeah. Yes, hello. Yes, how yes. are you, Parrots B? I'd like to B? tell you I really appreciate your show. It's great. Thank I would you. learn something from it. Me too. Yeah, I also like to know if it's possible to get the Eichler's, um, the CD from Eichler's. So what you want to do is drop me a note, E-I-C-H-L-E-R. Uh, my producer just told me we went past the five limit, but you know what? It was so so kind of you to call, Appreciate so we're, we're going to break that rule. I see. Um, E-I-C-H-L-E-R media at Gmail. Dot com. Just drop me a note with your information where I can send it to, and then right. let me know when you get it. Would you do that for us? I appreciate it. Yes, I sure will. All right. Thank you. You should continue Thank to be you. successful, happy. Amen. Thank you very much. All right. So we're back on, and I want to thank our people for, uh, our, our good friends out there for calling. I want to leave you with two thoughts today, at least two more thoughts. You cannot escape human emotions. Face it, we're human beings. So why would you think you could? It says that Rachel saw that she wasn't bearing any children to Yaakov, and Rachel envied her sister. Now, Rabbi Pliskin's father, Shmuel Pliskin's, as I used to say, and Rachel envied her sister is a pusik in the Torah. Now listen to this. It's mamish right there, black and white. Or if you're looking at the Shemaim the Torah, it's, is it black on white or white on black? It doesn't say that the Torah is written in fire and black on white. White on black? Uh, correct me which one it is. At any rate, regardless of how great one is, there's no escaping normal human emotions. Even though, as Rashi explains, there was a spiritual dimension to Ruckel's being envious of Leia's good deeds, there still was this trait of envy. Now, we know that's not a good trait, but it's a human emotion. We have to learn to be sensitive to the potential envy of another person. Exactly diametrically opposite of what the Lufthansa commercial was years ago, If you've got it, flaunt it. No, you don't flaunt it. We have to learn to be sensitive to the potential envy of other people. Never assume that anybody will be so free of envy that you can say whatever you want in front of them. Yep, just got my new Lexus. Whoa, is that better than an old junker I had? I don't know, I ever rode around in anything other than a Lexus. Yeah, it costs a few bucks. I pity anybody that can't have one. Oh, you didn't think whether the other person might be a little envious of that, right? Avoid boasting or praising somebody in the presence of a person who might feel envious. For example, if somebody's poor, or you know they just lost their job, Shemirakim, don't needlessly tell them about how much money you just made about an acquaintance. Yeah, this guy just made a deal. He sold two buildings. Yeah, he bought them for a song, sold them for a fortune. Yeah, he's a real wheeler dealer. Oh, yeah, I just got, I just clinched that deal. We're going to Florida, my wife and me, for about three weeks. Hope you enjoy the cold weather. <laughs> See you when we get back. Ah, don't worry, you got earmuffs. Hey, we don't behave like that. When you know that a person's missing something that's important to him, 
Think twice before mentioning something what he lacks. Think twice before you say something that even inadvertently might hurt somebody else. You know, the Manchester Rav once got a phone call from a Talmud, and the Rebbe was at a chasen, they were playing music. He put his hand on the phone and stepped outside so that the music couldn't be heard. Why? Because the Talmud would hear that he was at a chasana, and this Talmud was looking for a shidduch for a long time and hadn't found one yet. So being sensitive, he didn't want to create that, that sense of hurt. It should also be a lesson to us to lessen the guilt feelings of anybody who feels envious of another person. If you feel envy, so remove it. But just remember, envy in itself is painful. If you're feeling envious, you're feeling pain. And when guilt feelings are added, it can make a person, well, in a state of pain. And an aspirin is not going to take it away. While we need to develop attitudes that will eliminate the destructive trait of envy, right? realize that it's a normal feeling. It's a pusik in the Torah. And the fact that it's in the Torah is telling us it's something we need to overcome and to be sensitive to so that others do not feel that when they uh, hear something. All right. Any other thoughts on your mind today? What about being thankful? What about being thankful? What about it? So it's Minishamayim. I'm here in the J-Root studio. And I had read a story which I had told you about a person who was losing their eyesight and was told by a doctor that he was going to have, to an, emerg- have an emergency operation and was not going to be able to see without the operation. And the person just said he wanted time to go and pray. And he went to a shul and he poured his heart out. And he started saying thank you to Hashem and praising Hashem for everything that he did. All the past 50 years that the person had lived. He didn't say one mention about please heal his eyesight. But all he did was pour his heart out. When he came back, when he came back, the doctor examined him again and said, you know, I must have had a misdiagnosis. Your eyes are fine. Go home. You don't need the operation. We don't know to what degree thanks and praise to Kaddish Baruch Hu can alter everything in the world in a positive way. Reb Cook told this to somebody, and the person called him a month or two later with tears in his voice and his eyes saying that he told this story to his kids and they all began singing Hasana songs, you know? They all began singing, and they said, Fatah, what are you doing? He said, we've got to be optimistic. Let's just be happy. Let's just be happy for other people that are getting married. And you know what? Within a couple of months' time, both daughters were engaged. So let's think about that. Think about the things that we can be grateful for, all right? And I want you to give me a call. Tell me something that you're grateful for. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Hi, parents be the Reb. Thanks for joining the revolution. How are you? Are you with me? I would like to compliment you on your wonderful uh, inspiration to people to be careful on what to say and not to say to other people, thinking of other people's feelings. I try to do that. Halavai. Also, yes. when people meet each other in a simple forever, try to find a good word to compliment the person. You never know what people go through and make them feel good about themselves when they hear a good word. I have. I want a... to thank you very much. Well, I want to thank you very much because it sounds like what you're saying is distilled through a lot of experience. Am I right about that? Correct. 
Right. And I have the feeling that's both on the giving end and the receiving end. Am I right about that? Correct. You are. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and that only comes to thinking, and we always have to work on ourselves. Nobody's perfect. But when a person does try to work on themselves, at least they feel good about themselves. <laughs> Can you think of a time where you perhaps said something to somebody that uh, was either something that encouraged them or um, prevented an unkind word from being said? En- encourage them. Yes. Give us, an, ex- give us an example. Even they have problems, they are important to take care of themselves. And be the simcha. I want. I want to send I you. I from my yes. mother. One yes. second. To always praise and thank Hashem for whatever we do have and can do, and not always feel because some other people have have more talents than I may have. I should be happy with what I can do. What a philosophy! You got to pass that on to other people. Listen, I want you to send me send me if you send me an email if you can or. Uh, it's a problem because I don't have a computer. Do you have a um, a relative that does? Okay, you know uh, what? When we go off the air, you call back and you'll speak to um, young Rabbi Shema, Shama, and he's going to take your address and contact information, and I want to send you a copy of the All for the Boss CD, Blinetter, okay? Oh, so, thank you. I would appreciate it very much, and I'm sure many people listen to your program, and you've, you've done a lot of good to People are going to pick up on what you said. How have I? Try to work on that. The Avers that self us. So uh, you're well, going to be. And continue you work. And thank you so much. Amen. All, for your uh, inspirational words. And, and we learn from you how to improve ourselves too. Me too. That's what I'm here for. For you and me. And hopefully it goes straight up. And the Avers that will, uh, will recognize that we're all trying to make ourselves better because we want to serve him better. So give your, um, give your information to. Um, to young, right? If you'll call back and just give your address and mailing information, I want to send it out to you. Okay, right after five o'clock, you can do it. All right. Yeah, I'm call, going to call right now. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Trust All right. Trust yes. Okay. Um, do we have another call? Okay. Good. So here's what I want to leave you with. There's a, a short. There's a short prayer. Okay. It's a prayer of thanks, and it was translated by Rabbi Lazer Brody. Uh, somebody gave it to somebody I knew, and I just found it in the J. Root office. It's short. I want to read it to you, and then I want you to think about it, and I, I'm going to give you a number to call where you can uh, actually get a copy of this. I think it's going to make a difference in all our lives. Now listen to what it says. Thank you, Hashem, King of Kings and Master of the World. Thank you. Thank you for the infinite times that you helped me. You supported me. You rescued me, encouraged me, cured me, guarded over me and made me happy. Thank you, Hashem, for always being with me. Thank you for giving me the strength to observe your commandments, your mitzvahs, to do good deeds, maizim toivim, and to pray to you, Hashem. Thank you for all the times you helped me, and I didn't know how to say thank you. Thank you for all the loving kindnesses you do for me each and every moment. Thank you for every breath I breathe. Thank you, Hashem, for all the things that I do have. And thank you, Hashem, even for the things that I don't have. Thank you for my periodic difficulties, my occasional setbacks, and for the times when I don't feel happy, because everything is for my ultimate benefit, even if I don't see that it's always for my best. Deep in my heart, 
I know that everything comes from you, is the very best for me and designed especially for me in precision and exacting divine providence, of which only the Melech, Malachi Amlokim, is capable. And that's you, Hashem. Thank you for the periodic times that are difficult for me. For only, only that way, they enable me to fulfill, fu- fully appreciate the good times. For only after being in darkness can one appreciate the light. Thank you for the wonderful life you have given me. Thank you for every little thing that I have, because every little thing is really not so little. For everything comes from you and from no one else. Thank you for always listening to my prayers. Rabbi Shalom, creator of the world, I apologize from the bottom of my heart for all the times that I didn't appreciate what you gave me, Tati. <clears throat> and instead of thanking you, I only complained. I am dust and ashes, and you are the entire universe. Please, Rabbi Shalom, don't ever cast me away. Now I want you to think about that, and I want you to, I want you to call this number, if that means something to you, and tell him you heard it here, and you'd like to get a copy of that. You'd like to get a copy of that pamphlet. I can only tell you, it's so simple, yet so eloquent. The number that they have on it is seven eight six 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 three nine two nine two, seven eight six 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 three, nine two. Nine two, seven eight three, or rather seven eight six 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 three nine two nine two, and ask them. Tell them that you heard the fill of the prayer of thanks, and you would like to get a copy of it. Now, speaking of thanks, you know we can express our gratitude to J Root Radio. You can email them at jrootradio.com, or you can call them at seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, and tell them you'd like to make a pledge. You know, public radio, Lahavdo. They, I mean. They call in, you know, for, would you like to support our program on how to save the Pickle Foundation? Uh, we're trying to save walruses from getting um, their their tooth pulled by dentists that don't know what they're doing in the Arctic Circle. And for your gift of $25,000, we'll be able to save a walrus. Well, listen, you know, I think walruses are part of the ecological structure, but, I mean, I think there are things that are more important than that. And one of them, Lahadalaf Abdullah, is what we do here on J Root Radio. So I want you to call in and make a pledge and send in some guilt. Show them that you care, that we're there. And, you know, can tell our friends, tell your friends to do the same thing and let them know that you heard it right here on J Root. All right, that's my pitch for today. So I want you to do that, okay? Do it because it'll make you feel good and it'll help J Root Radio. Or in coaching terms, wouldn't you like to make a pledge? Would you think you'd feel better if you made a pledge? You know, in coaching, they say, you got to ask the question and let the client come to the solution. But I think sometimes outright advice is a little more beneficial. Don't you? I think it is. Now, there's one other thing I want to leave you here with, and that's this idea that sometimes a person has to be a little cunning. You know, you got to use fight fire with fire. You got to be honest. But if you look in the Parsha, Laban returned to his place and Yaakov went on his way. Now listen to this, and I want you to take it with the right, with the right attitude. Reb Moshe Leib of Sasav explained that when Yaakov dwelt with Laban, at times he had to use cunning strategy to avoid being deceived himself, fighting fire with fire. But as soon as Laban returned to his place and left him once and for all, Yaakov 
went on his way. He once more returned to the trait of complete honesty, which was integral to Yaakov's nature. Here's what I'm getting at. At times, you might find yourself having to resort to cunning. You've got to be a little sly, right? Because of special circumstances. But there's a great danger that you might continue using this harmful trait even when it's not appropriate. And I'm Maven Yavin, and we all know what I'm talking about. Make certain to... You don't know what I'm talking about? All right. You're you're very to me mistake. Okay, great. Make certain to return to total honesty as soon as possible. When the Khazanish heard someone say to another person, your words are a lie, he corrected him. That is not the way to speak. Rather say, your words are not the truth. There's a big difference, right? Even the word lie was something to keep a distance from. So let's use proper language and have in mind to be encouraging and to use proper words. All right. So I want to give you that number one more time. If you want to call into JRoot, our talk line right now, if you've got one more question or one more comment, I'm going to take it. We've got a few more minutes. And um, our good friend Shaul Dan, got it right? Shmuel, Shmuel Dan, who's our producer today. He's been doing a great job. I want to thank him. And if you want to get that pamphlet on a, a tefillah of thanks, call this number, 786-663-9292. But if you have a word that you would like to get in, or just ask me something, or comment on anything, call me at 718-683-5858. We'll take a little music, then I'm going to sign off, and I just want to, otherwise, I'm going to sign off right now, uh, and leave it with a little bit of music. If you want to call, I'll take the call. Otherwise, I want to wish everybody in Yerushalayim a good night, Yerushalayim. Uh, no, one second, I got it the wrong way. Good night, New York, and good morning, Yerushalayim. Remember in the words of Hillel, the rest is commentary. Now, go and learn. There's an altar there With a heavenly fire burning That's why we're always yearning That's why we're all returning So don't play with fire Parents B, what can I do for you? You're the last caller of the day, so let's go. Yes, I, I heard your speech was spoken on the radio and was very was very right. People go in life up and down, and always have to learn to appreciate Hashem when everything will happen. You know, the same by Davin, somebody asks if it's a chesed, for sure it's poison. No, but the answer is they have to see that it's poison. You know, I mean, sometimes we see it's a good, but we don't realize that it is. 
Beautifully said. You sound like somebody that's had experience with that, and you should pass that on to other people. I want to thank you for being a J-Root caller. Keep on calling, keep on listening, and keep on smiling and keep on going, okay? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, my friend. Let it throw Okay.